Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 44 of uh, Cinema Rogues. I am... Welcome. I am I am Guy, and that was, that was Andrew. Hello. He's welcoming you. He's a welcoming person. Yep, that's me. Um, I guess before we get into it, check out Board Game Barbarians. Uh, it's Andrew's show about board games. Yeah. Check out Sightail Studios, uh, YouTube and Twitch. You'll you'll find some archived footage there. Um, yeah. It's stream it on out. occasion. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and as always, check out Retro Warriors. Um, they are a retro video game podcast, and you can hear me on there sometimes, but mostly you hear Justin and Saturn um, doing video game stuff. They're our daddy show, because we wouldn't know each other without it. That's very true. Um, well, I guess let's talk about what we've seen in between recordings. Um, I watched the first episode of season two of Picard. That's a nice. good show. Um, I don't want to give you spoilers, because it's still in like the first week of release. Yeah, I um, need to watch season one still, though. So. Oh, yeah, you should watch that. It's really good. I just got access to, was it Paramount? Yeah, Paramount Plus. Yeah, I just I just got a, don't tell Paramount Plus, I have a sign-in from a friend. Oh, sneaky. Yeah. There's a lot of good stuff on there. Um, most of what I watch on there is, is Star Trek, but uh, uh, but it's all really good. Like, all the new Star Trek that they're putting out is, is compelling, at the very least. Uh, with the kids, I watched uh, Star Trek Prodigy Season 1 over the past couple of weeks. Nice. Uh, which is the, the, the Nickelodeon Star Trek cartoon that's out, um, starring a bunch of people in Kate Mulgrew um, as a hologram version of, of Captain Janeway. Cool. Um, that was a little gibberish to me, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Somebody will understand. Yeah, um, we got to the end of it yesterday, and my daughter was like, "Are there more episodes, though?" <laughs> no, not yet. <laughs> but I'm excited that you're excited. I'm also excited that everyone's excited. There you go. Uh, watched uh, or caught up on Star Trek Discovery season four. Like I said, been watching a lot of Star Trek on uh, Paramount Plus. Um, and then other than that, uh, Love Is Blind season two. We watched all of that. I don't know what that is. It is a show on Netflix um, produced by the same people who do Married at First Sight. You seen that one? Okay. Nope. No. Well, in Married at First Sight, uh, the first episode, they get like four couples or five couples and they get married and then they follow them around for like 30 or 60 days or whatever. And then at the end of that, they have to decide whether or not they want to stay married. Yeah. That sounds terrible. Right. And the two people that are like strangers, right? I guess they're not couples. They 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 meet their 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 husband or wife at the altar. Um, but anyway, this show is is uh, produced by the same folks, and basically they take uh, I don't know like twenty twenty guys, twenty girls, uh, put them in like separate living quarters, and then in between the living quarters, they have like these pods that are like soundproof, and you can't see through them. There's like a speaker on the wall, and like a couch mm. in either one. And basically you go in and you have like dates. Like I think the first date is like 30 minutes and they do like a, like a speed dating kind of thing. Um, but then over the course of, uh, I believe it's 10 days, uh, you, you end up, you know, dating somebody or, or you don't and the show stops following you. Um, 
And then at the end of that 10 days, if you've proposed to somebody, then you get to continue with the show and they, um, you know, they give you like a little honeymoon thing and then they put you in the real world for a couple of weeks and then they like set up your wedding. And then the, the drama of the show, I guess is, is, you know, at the altar, do they say yes or no? That sounds terrible. Oh my God. It's the worst show. Like the first season was okay, I guess. Um, but the second season I had a lot of problems with, and really I just have a lot of problems with the show in general. Um, uh, like there is one person in, in the first season who was just kind of a mess and like was sort of like was engaged to a dude, but was kind of into another dude that was in the house, you know? Yeah. Um, in this one, there was another uh, person. I keep wanting to say character, but they're real people. Uh, <laughs> there's another person who, who was in a similar sure? situation. Huh? Are you sure? Are you sure they're real people? Uh, you know what? It could be scripted. Um, <laughs> there's another person who's in a similar situation where like they were, they were dating. We call it dating through a wall, right? So they were yeah. doing their date thing. And like, she was into this one guy. Um, but then he asked somebody else. So the other dude that she was interested in, they got in this conversation about like, she's a like, uh, like, uh, heavily invested in her Christianity and he is atheist. Okay. Uh, and they're like, well, we can work it out, you know? Um, Oh, right. And then he was like, well, will you marry me? And she's like, yeah, sure. And then like every second after that, she was in the show. She seemed like she didn't want to marry him and eventually like broke it off like within a week or so. But then she goes back to like this reunion thing that they have, uh, where, you know, everybody who, left the little compound as a couple just kind of got together for a barbecue or whatnot. Mm -hmm. And she shows up and she's recently like dumped this guy. And then she goes up to the other guy that she likes and like starts like uh, doing that thing where she's like kind of complimenting him, but mostly she's just picking at like the girl that he's with, like trying to like get in between them and shit. And I was like, I can't deal with you at all off. Yeah. This sounds terrible. Right. What Um, a terrible show. Yeah, it seems like uh, watching the fall of society, but then, you know, whatever. (laughs) I'm sure there's a season three coming. Right, because there's a season two, so why not? Yeah, they're making another show for Netflix. It's called, like, The Ultimatum, where they're taking, like, uh, people who are engaged to be married. One of them really wants to get married, and one of them isn't sure, and then they're putting them all like in a place together to date other people who are in the same situation. So ruining lives. Right. Is what it seems like to me. I don't, there's the new show ruining lives. <laughs> um, what about you? What have you been watching? I finished, I watched all of the Pacific, which was the show that I kind of made fun of you for on talking wizards. Um, for you not made fun of me. Yeah, man, you didn't know the name of the show, The Pacific, and you kept saying, it takes place in the Pacific. (laughs) And it was on our show, and I looked it up, and I was like, yeah, it's called The Pacific. (laughs) I forgot about that. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't realize Rami Malek had such a a large part in that show. Oh, does he? Yeah, man, he's like in almost every episode. Oh, okay. Um, I started watching The Wire, which was pretty good so far. Well, I'm only two episodes in. I'm still trying to get into it. Uh, and then I, uh, I didn't own the first two Ghostbusters. Uh, so there was a iTunes pack that had the first two Ghostbusters and Afterlife. 
for like 30 bucks and I was like why not yeah so uh, I watched Ghostbusters Afterlife that was yeah, good we talked we talked about that a little bit last time did we yeah cuz we were both trying not to talk about the end oh okay well then I haven't watched very much else <laughs> you've been busy you've had a, a eventful few weeks I have I haven't watched a lot of a lot of media so I guess that's that's it for me. And we don't have news. We stopped we doing news. Yeah. Well, nothing happened, so. Well, news is also bullshit. Movie news is bullshit. Right. It's Most of it's speculation, and what is confirmed is just sort of widely available and known, so. Yeah. Right. It's like, Doctor Strange 2 is coming out. Like, <laughs> like who cares? Like, we all know that. Uh, speaking of Doctor Strange 2, I'm excited that the uh, character from from uh, What If seems to be in it. Yeah, he's in the trailer, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, the only trailer for it that I've seen is the the one that was at the end of Spider-Man, I guess. That's all I've seen, too. I avoided, there's a second trailer that came out that looks like it's in Chinese, and I avoided mm-hmm. that on YouTube. So I'm, yeah. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Me, too. I'm excited to go see that. I'm excited to go see uh, The Batman. The Batman, we're going to, spoiler alert, that's our next movie we're going to do. I'm I'm very excited for it. I've talked to, I've avoided social media so far. I haven't had any spoilers. Mm -hmm. I've had two people that have seen it that have just said that it's amazing. And that's, that's all they've said. Like they haven't spoiled it for me. They're just like, it's great. Nice. I was, uh, I was talking to Kristen about it and she's like, yeah, I don't know if I want to go see it. I'm like, that's fine. I'm going to go see it. You can come with me. You know, I'm happy about that. If you want to. And she was like, I don't know, isn't it like three hours? Like, yeah, it's great. She goes, yeah, that's kind of why I'm iffy about it. I don't know if I want to sit for like three hours. If you can sit through Titanic, you can sit through a Batman movie. Right. And I said, well, I mean, like, like in Avengers Endgame was three hours. She's like, it was? And then she she goes, well, I mean, that's not fair. Like, you already know the characters and there's no, like, setup. You know Batman. It's just action after action. I was like, okay, well, then what about... The Fellowship of the Ring. And she goes, okay, I'll give you... Well, no, I mean, like, when you when you watch three hours of The Fellowship of the Ring, it feels like you're missing, like, six hours from the book. Like, where the fuck is Tom Bombadil? Like, oh my god, who gives a shit about Tom Bombadil? Yeah, I don't. I, that is literally where I stopped. I can't, I can't... So, for anybody I'm about to make you mad, I couldn't read Lord <laughs> of the Rings because I got to Tom Bombadil, and I finished... I got through all of Tom Bombadil, and I was like... Yeah, I don't want to read this anymore. <laughs> like, I don't care. Uh, yeah, so we had a good conversation about that. I don't think she actually gave a shit about Tom Bombadil. She seemed to be more making fun of everybody that had a problem with Tom Bombadil not being yeah. in the movie. Everybody loves Tom Bombadil. I don't get it. Like, it was a... It could have been not there. It could have been cut from the book, and I think it would have been fine. Yeah, well... Um... Yeah, all right. Well, let's get into the topic today. Uh, we're talking let's about do it. Don't Look Up, the uh, 2021, I guess, movie mm-hmm. starring uh, Leonardo, well, excuse me, sorry, Getting way starring Jennifer it. Lawrence and Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, um, man, we're going straight into the leads. All right. Well, not really. I just, I didn't, I, I was going to say starring Leonardo DiCaprio and I wanted to uh, sort of emphasize that Jennifer Lawrence has top billing on the movie and didn't want to skimp over that. Yep. Um, anyway, 
In this movie, a team of scientists discover an asteroid heading for Earth with a 99.97% probability of impact and wiping out 90% of uh, all life on Earth. Does anyone really care? That's the movie. That's the movie. And really, um, again, we're not into spoilers yet, but the fact that there was like a 99.97% probability led to one of my favorite lines, which was, so you're saying it's not 100% then. Okay, great. I think it was 97.9. Was it? In the movie, yeah. Something like that. Which is still enough to, like, that it's going to happen. Like, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> like, if somebody was like, Andrew, you have a 98 points, you have a 98.9% chance of living uh, or of dying, I'd be like, well, then I'm just dead. Like, <laughs> right. There's no, <laughs> that's not a chance. Right. I mean, I think if you get into like the, like, high 40s percent chance of death you're pretty fucked oh yeah no like if you're if you're below if you're above 30 percent, then like who gives a shit you're dead (laughs) like Uh, no offense to anyone out there i hope you don't have a i hope you haven't talked to a doctor that has told you that you have like a 40 percent chance of living like oof i don't know what i would do well, we'll find I mean, out I'm, eventually, I'm sure. I'd, I'd be doing a lot of hard drugs. <laughs> I'll tell you that. <laughs> I'd be experiencing as much as possible. Yeah, send me to jail. I don't care. I've got a 40% chance. Uh, I think there was a good drug joke in the in the movie related to that, right? Yeah, where he says, uh, I chose the right time for the mollies to kick in or whatever. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> uh, good. Um... It was released, uh, limited, had a the, uh, limited theatrical release on December 10th of 2021. Uh, it debuted on Netflix Christmas Eve of 2021. Uh, during the development, it was first announced in 2019. It uh, was originally supposed to be distributed by Paramount, uh, but Netflix purchased the rights in 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, filming was supposed to begin in April of 2020, but was delayed due to COVID. And uh, the idea pitched to Adam McKay was to make a movie about a climate crisis, but not be super post-apocalyptic like Mad Max or other movies. Mm-hmm. Um, they wanted sort of a fresh, a fresh take on on um, on the climate crisis, um, without with with Adam McKay's sort of special comedy, you know, macabre humor, right? S- serious comedy, yeah. Uh, and he was like, okay, I don't know what I'm going to do, but let's try. Um, so he dug in and he was, he was researching climate change and talking to a bunch of scientists. And um, he, he, I read this one quote where he, he said, yeah, like everywhere I went, uh, you know, they were explaining the problem and the severity of it. And I was just like kind of listening to them, you know, really intently um, and looking for like any nugget of like good news. You know how a lot you hear in like the mainstream media or whatever uh, about how, you know, we have time to turn it around and, you know, these are the things we can do. And it's, you know, all you, you, you yeah. get hope, right? He was like, yeah, all the scientists are like, no, we're fucked. I mean, have you, uh, have you watched newsroom on HBO? Yeah. There's the scene from newsroom where it's the scientist on newsroom where he's like in the, he's like on the show. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what's the chances of us surviving? And he was like, none. <laughs> he was yeah. like, we're, it's too late. Like, there's nothing we can do. 
And that's kind of where we, like, there's nothing we, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to get into it. We're going to, we're going to get into politics on the show a little right. bit. Right. Yeah. It's so going to happen. you want to turn us off now, go for it. But yeah, I turn mean, us we, off now. Uh, the the premise of this movie was based around climate change. So we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about climate change. We're going to talk about political division because it happens in the movie. Um, yeah, there's no... We're going to be uh, talking about opportunistic denialism. There's no, there's no saving. Like, there's nothing that we can do to save our planet from, from the environmental shit show that we've created. Yeah, so it's just a matter of how fast at this point. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, while he was talking to, he, he was, you know, relaying some of this information to David Sirota, who helped write, uh, write the movie. Uh, and he's like, how is this not bigger news? How is mainstream media, you know, not picked this up and not, you know, telling us about this, et cetera, et cetera. And Sirota says to him, well, it's like an asteroid's heading to earth and no one cares. And Adam, yeah. Adam McKay is like, I got an idea. <laughs> so. Uh, as we mentioned, directed by Adam McKay, story by written by Adam McKay and David Sirota. Uh, the leads, uh, again, as we mentioned, Jennifer Lawrence got top billing uh, as Kate Dibiaski. Uh, and, and, and the reason I wanted to point that out is because um, uh, originally she shared billing with, with Leonardo DiCaprio. And then somebody made it a point to say, no, you're the, you're the top star. And she was like, okay, then I'm going to embrace this and, and, you know, sort of be that step forward and be a, a you know, a woman with top billing in a, in a movie with yeah. all these stars and shit. So, you know, good for her. Um, Leonardo DiCaprio is Dr. Randall Mindy. Uh, Rob Morgan is Dr. Teddy Oglethorpe. Uh, that's all I have for leads. I don't know how they break it down specifically, but they seem to be the three main characters to me. They were. Yeah. Um, in supporting roles, you had Meryl Streep as the president of the United States, Janie Orlean. Madam President. Madam President. Uh, Jonah Hill is her chief of staff and son, Jason Orlean. It seems crazy that we would have, um, you know, a family member be chief of staff. but Oh, yeah, totally not realistic at all. Nope. Um, if that gives you an idea of where we're heading with this discussion eventually. Yeah. Uh, Kate Blechett as Bree Eventry, uh, uh, TV personality. Uh, Mark Rylance is Peter Isherwell, a sort of Steve Jobs stand-in. Um, and then, and then a bunch of other people, uh, including Timothy Chalamet, Ron Perlman, Melanie Linsky, and Ariana Grande. Yep. Uh, awards nominations. It's got four Oscar noms for best picture, best original screenplay, best original score, and best film editing, which I like the editing in the film. Although I say I like the editing in the film. Here's the thing. I don't notice editing in the film at all. The only reason I notice editing in this film is because there are a bunch of like quick cuts to random images that really, it's great. Th that I thought were really cool and enhanced the story. Yeah, it was pretty great. Um, Rotten Tomatoes, you got 55% uh, for the reviewer score. Reviewer or audience score is 78%. Uh, Metacritic is 49% for the critic score, 65 for the user score. IMDb is 7.2. Yeah, the critics don't seem to have liked it um, in, they can a, eat, in a review sense. They can eat shit. Like... <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> not to not to show it and i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna say it if you um 
If you subscribe to the more conservative belief system, you're probably not going to agree with us. So if you want to turn the show off because you don't want to listen to us, uh, now is the time to do that. Uh, we don't judge you. That's fine. Like, But we're going to be more on the liberal side of uh, our review, basically. I just, I want to respond, respond like the side with facts, but maybe that's a little controversial. Yeah. I'm just saying before that, before that said, um, we're, <laughs> we're going to be a little bit harsh. Uh, we're going to get a little bit political with this review. And, uh, if you don't like that or don't want to listen to it, we understand. And you, you know, definitely turn the show off and join us next time for Batman, which will um, hopefully be less political. Less pol- hopefully, <laughs> hopefully be less political. Um, and if you do want to turn us off, we definitely understand. Like I said, and still thank you for listening. And uh, we're gonna continue with the show. Yeah, absolutely. Come back next week. Yeah. Um. All right. So spoiler free, spoiler free, light review of the topic. Um. I thought it was fun and funny and and had that sort of Adam McKay touch. Um, but it also triggered a lot of existential dread. So I kind of hated the movie too. I, um, I think I, I coined my review of this movie was this would be satire if it wasn't a mirror of our society. Yes. And that not to get into the end of the movie, if the movie did not end the way that it did, I would have been upset. I'd agree with that. I'm glad um, that they extended the movie to a couple of post credit scenes. Yep. I think this movie was almost perfect. All right. Like this movie was, I, I, I heard a couple of people that like that watched this movie before I watched it and they said, eh, it was okay. Like that was their review. Mm-hmm. So I've kind of stayed away from it. And then this show made me watch it because I was going to not watch this movie. Um, and I'm glad I did. So I would, uh, should you watch it, I would highly recommend that you watch this movie. Um, unless you're into conspiracy theories and non-truths. Fair enough. Um, I would also recommend that you watch it, um, especially when I mean, it's on Netflix and, and most people have ac- access to a Netflix account. So why not? Um, <clears throat> I don't know. Again, I, I, I say this a lot. I don't know that it's worth subscribing to, to a service specifically to watch any single movie. Um, but uh, this one's in the running for it. And, and there's a lot of good stuff on Netflix that you should check out while you're there. So if you don't have Netflix, who are you? And <laughs> at this point, right? <laughs> Dude, I talked to somebody this weekend who still has like uh physical Netflix. Oh my god. Yeah, she still gets DVDs from them. Weird. I guess but because it, I, I mean Netflix DVDs that has a wider library, right? Because they don't have to worry about distribution rights per se. Right. Um, so she can just get a bunch of different shit, but yeah. But you still get you still get streaming with your digital or with your DVD yeah, yeah, yeah. subscription usually. Um, yeah, I don't know if I would say that you need to purchase a month of Netflix just to watch this movie. Um, I would, as I, as I just said, I think it's almost a perfect movie. 
I liked this movie a lot. I think it was great. Um, I watched it by myself, kind of buzzed, so that might have an effect on it. But I got buzzed during the movie because I needed to <laughs> because it was too real. It's too upsetting. Yeah. Um, and I would I would say like it's one of those things where you know when you go you you know when you watch a movie with someone else and they kind of like distort your perception of the movie. Sure. Yeah. Well, like I, they're like, I didn't like that movie because of this. And you're like, oh, I could see that. Yeah. But when you watch it, movie... happens all the time on this show with us. Yeah. But when you watch a movie by yourself, you're like, this is my raw uh, perception of this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would say that this is almost a perfect satire. It is. It's, oh. it's, um, <clears throat> I, I, I guess strong arguments for, for what you're saying is that, that there are a lot of things that are, are um, sort of absurdist, I would say. Uh, like, there's no way a human would react in that manner, right? But, but we've seen it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in real life, in real time, on the news. So we know that it can happen. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. I would I would highly recommend this movie if you do have a Netflix subscription. Um, I as a person that steered away from it, um, because of somebody else telling me that it wasn't that great, I would I would say ignore the reviews and make your own assumptions about this movie. It's worth the two and a half hours. It's it is and it is two and a half hours, which is is longer. For the genre of movie that it feels like it is, uh, which is, is sort of, you know, a satirical dark comedy. Yeah. Um, it's that that's a long running time. Um, but it didn't feel like it dragged anywhere really. No, I didn't uh maybe in the beginning, like a little bit, it dragged just a smidge. But I think that was more of it building itself up to what it to the potential that it became. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think you're right. I think um, the way it drags sort of reflected the way that um, society was sort of dragging its feet, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, all right. So I guess w- with that, let's get into spoilers. Um, spoiler zone. Spoiler zone. All right, so let's get into spoilers. Um, you want to go first? You seem to have a lot to say about this movie. I want to talk about something that you have first up on your list, because I thought okay. it was pretty f- funny. Just a funny bit about uh, how much... Uh, <laughs> how much uh, Jennifer Lawrence's character was bothered by the snacks. <laughs> yeah. That was a very funny reoccurring joke in the movie about how much she was just like, he charged us $10 for free snacks and he's a four-star general that works at the Pentagon. <laughs> it was a great, it was a great joke that continued throughout the entire thing. Right. Yeah. It's, it's there. Like it's one of the, the second or third scene in the movie where it happens and then just randomly she'll mention like, um, I just can't figure it out. I've been thinking about it. It's been bothering me. She tells like five or six different characters about it. Yeah. Oh man. I will say, 
this was one of the first times that I've been attracted to Timothy Chalamet. All right, then. Um, I think the second or the first, this was the second time. The first time was during, uh, the recent Wes Anderson movie. Um, God, what is the name of the movie? Something boring. <laughs> I just hate Wes Anderson. <laughs> that's why I didn't, I didn't ask you to watch that movie because the French dispatch is the name. Of the movie. Oh yeah, that's it. Um, no, he, he was great in this movie. It was awesome. You know, like he was great as like a punk rock, like Christian dude. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just can't like, I can't get over how much we deserve to die in okay. this movie, in this movie, which is also a, a, a reflection on society. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 yeah. How much like man's hubris deserves the ending of this movie right i mean like a lot of people seem to have the attitude that we, humanity will survive anything because we've survived everything so far right right um which gives us as a uh species sort of a lackadaisical approach to more or less anything yeah i mean even right now, the, there were reports out today about how the Amazon uh, rainforest is on a tipping point of turning from a rainforest into a savanna, right? Like, just based on everything that's happening. And that's uh, rain, us. Yeah. And rainfall patterns, um, you know, and, and, and forest clearing, um, you know, it's, it's about to need to be reclassified. Um, we're, we're on the brink of fucking nuclear global war, um, you know, and it just... Uh, sort of feels like everybody's of the attitude of like, well, he's not really gonna launch nukes. Like, uh, I okay, mean, I didn't think we sure? were getting to. I didn't think we were getting to gonna get into Putin on this podcast. But yeah, that dude is a psychopath. Like, he's gonna do whatever the fuck he wants to do. Right. And if he launches a nuke, like, there's no way that somebody the rest of the doesn't world. respond. Yeah. Doesn't respond, yeah. Unless unless he nukes like a bit of ocean close to like, you know, Finland or something. Then... I like not to get into it, and let's try to avoid the current Ukraine Russian uh situation. Uh what is it people are saying when you've uh when you when Switzerland takes a side, you fucked up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and, and, and I don't want to get into the politics of it because there's a lot of politics in it because it is literally a political situation, but it's just, it's, it's one of those things where um, humanity at large is just kind of like, oh, I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah, I, I want to get into the end of the movie. Go for it. At the beginning of our, of our spoiler review. Which is, I am so glad. I literally had my hands over my mouth for the last 30 minutes of that movie. Because I was like, if this movie doesn't end with the world ending, I'm going to hate this movie. <laughs> and I'm yeah. so glad it ended the way that it did. Like, it ended perfectly. And that's, it ended with a bunch of old white people on a planet 
on an alien planet that can't sustain the human population with the president dying. Like, what a, what a great, and I, I do want to say for anyone out there that is wondering, it was a great homage to, uh, when the worlds collide, which is the 1951 movie about a spaceship, about the world ending in a spaceship, basically bringing the world pop or like a certain amount of people from the world population to a alien world. Mm -hmm. Uh, and that was a great homage to that movie. I did not know that. Yeah. I, I watched the end of the movie and I'm like, this reminds me of when worlds collide, which is the 19, like an old movie. Although when worlds collide, it ends with like the richest man in the world in a wheelchair, not being able to get on the ship and like his like manservant, basically like bringing him away from the ship, which is not how things would end, but true. True. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I like that the old, the, the earth blew up and that was, that was appropriate. Um, yeah. I don't know about the physics of like the fucking wall street bull, like, Oh, I laughed. I, audi orbit. I audibly laughed when I saw that. Oh, really? Yeah, that was great. That was that was Adam McKay. Adam McKay is probably uh I would say he is the best comedic director of our time. That's high praise. I would say it's him and Judd Apatow, but Apatow's kind of gotten doing less. Mm -hmm. But Adam McKay is probably the best comedic director of our time, Fair. in my opinion. Um, I don't know. I wanted to see, uh, it's been probably the reason is they didn't have budget for it. I wanted to see more detail in the earth being destroyed. I was okay with what they did. I wanted to see some amount of detail. I was going to be upset if they just like showed DiCaprio and Lawrence in their little home area, like blowing up. Yeah, I was yeah. afraid that's all it was going to be. And I'm glad they did like a aerial shot of, of an asteroid or of, of the comet hitting the planet. Yeah. Like I liked all was... the, you know, all the shots around the world of like, uh, debris raining back down on the planet. Yeah. Um, I, I guess I would have liked to see more of like what would actually happen in, in that scenario. Right. Like does like, um, it, it landed off the coast of Chile and mm. the shock wave blew up a house in Michigan. Right. Yeah. And I would have liked to, to, to sort of, follow that shockwave travel a bit. Um, I, I guess, um, cause it was, it was also interspersed with, with again, you know, like de uh, debris raining down and it wasn't clear if that debris was from other chunks of the same asteroid or if it was, you know, chunks of the earth coming back down and raining down. I just like to see more of it. Cause I, I, I like, I, I'm fascinated by that sort of, you know, by the simulation. actual science of it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that would have been cool. Um, I mean, it's the same thing of like, if this movie had been the eruption of Yellowstone, which if no, if anybody out there doesn't know Yellowstone, like the actual park is a giant volcano. Mm -hmm. 
the entire thing. And if yeah. that er- and if that erupts, we're fucked. Like the world is fucked. Yeah. It's called a super volcano. Yeah. So they it, made uh there's two movies about it. There's twenty twenty twelve. Yep, twenty twelve. That that is what happened in that movie. Yeah. Um and then there's I think it's called Super Volcano. It's like a sci fi movie. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't watch that. But there's, anyway, there well, there's a scene in that movie like I guess they're dri- trying to dri- drive away from like the ash cloud or whatever, and so they stop in a hotel in like in like East Texas and like the ash like collapses the hotel they're in mm-hmm. because it's so heavy. And I was like, oh well, I guess Texas is also still fucked. Great. Yeah. No, it's all like all of the if if Yellowstone erupts, America is gone like instantly. <laughs> Instant. The United States of America, not the continental Americas. No, North America is gone instantly. Fair enough. Uh, South America is pretty fucked, and the rest of the world will just be an ash cloud for several decades. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> like, the world's fucked. Like, if, if, if the supervolcano that is Yellowstone erupts, like, we're gone. Um, but yeah, if an asteroid hits the Earth, like, I feel like I would want to know. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I'd want to know because I, w- I would spend that time doing things. Cocaine. I don't know, I don't know what, <laughs> but... I'd spend it doing cocaine. I'd try every hard drug, probably. Um, I would just... I would go buck wild, man. If I had six months to live, like they're like, you have six months to live, and so does everyone else, I'd be like, all right, let's do this. Like, who cares? Yeah, I'd probably spend some time like digging a hole in the backyard. Um, there's no chance, man. Like, no, I'd rather survive the impact and then like, uh, you know, starve to death, I guess. Well, there's like, you know, there's the, the missile silos. Yeah. 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 There are people that are turning missile silos into like, uh, shelters because Mm -hmm. they would sustain, uh, a blast like that at least for a time. Um, but you have to have millions of dollars to do that. So there's if you got it, not really got to flaunt it. There's a show. I, ah, fuck. I forget what channel it's on. Maybe history might be whatever. I don't know. One of those, those, those channels, um, that, that has like rando, um, reality shows. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's about people who are living off the grid. Right. Um, like one guy lives in some caves in like Northwest Arkansas and like he, uh, he gets, I don't know. He finds, he finds like fossils and gems in these caves or whatnot. And then he'll go and like sell it for a couple hundred dollars and then go into town and get some food, you know, shit like that. Right. But he lives right. in the caves. <laughs> um, and in that show, there's a, there's a, a guy who lives in a, uh, old missile silo. I don't think he oh, owns nice. the land. He doesn't own the silo. It's just been, it's just been abandoned. There aren't any missiles in it. Nobody gives a shit, so he just lives in there. And um, I don't know. He's he's like slowly outfitting it, like he brings in like metal and shit to like build walkways and, and shit like that. But Jeez. he doesn't have money, I guess was my point. <laughs> I don't know. There were several moments in this movie where I laughed out loud. I can't remember. There was uh, there was one that I like. There's the the Wall Street Bull that you mentioned. I laughed out loud at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was another moment that I don't remember. I didn't write it down because I'm an idiot. 
I thought about writing it down, and I was like, no, I'll remember. And then I don't. Um, I think it, like... The weird things, I, I enjoyed that the movie started with a Wu-Tang song. Mm-hmm, yeah. That was good. I enjoyed that Jennifer Lawrence needed to get high at the beginning. <laughs> like, that's how she dealt with the stress of the situation at the very beginning. Yeah. That she needed a Xanax. She took an entire Xanax whenever well, they're waiting. like four-fifths of one. Right. Uh, um, and- God, just what a... I liked all of the the bullshit they had to go through, like the NDAs they had to sign in order to not get arrested. <laughs> I like the running gag with the, uh, the bag over the head. Yeah, that was good. I don't know. It was just, it was such a good, well-crafted movie and probably got shit reviews because of how one-sided of a stance they took politically. Because it was obviously, I mean, we're not, we're not going to sugarcoat it. It was obviously a female version of Donald Trump. Yeah. As the president. And what he would have done in that situation, which was sugarcoat the situation and try to get as much money out of it as possible. Yeah. And, like, how he would have, I mean... The hats that they had, the don't look up hats that are basically the <laughs> make America great again hats. I love the part whenever they like look up in the crowd and they're like, they're lying to us the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> that was fucking great. Yeah. Well, I wanted to say, I don't know that it, it skews politically as much as it. Oh, it hundred percent deals with facts but you're probably more accurate than me um, 100% skews liberal politically like there's no but that's that's I don't know I don't want I don't want to get into the politics of it which we already have right like it doesn't the movie doesn't explicitly call out one set of of of, of political beliefs or another, right? It it you're it pretty you're right that it that it sets up you know an obvious uh, an obvious female Trump, right? Um, you it, know, because with 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 her son being the chief of staff, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But it pretty blatantly calls out QAnon. Sure. Um, but not all QAnons are like Republicans, for example. No, I agree with that. But I'm saying like, there is a scene in the movie where Leonardo DiCaprio is arguing with an obvious quote unquote QAnon person Mm -hmm. on the internet about the asteroid or about the comet. And it's obvious that he's talking about a conspiracy like theorist. Theor- 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 theorizer? Yeah, you got it. You got it. All right. And so that's, I don't know. I Part of me wants to say, if you believe in QAnon, I don't want you to listen to the show. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, I don't, again, I don't know... 
you know how there's that quote about that um was it facts have a liberal slant right sure i forget i forget the the exact quote but but the point being that the a lot of reporting that is done that is factual seems to be you know liberal or or progressive or 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 left leaning or whatnot but it's it's not trying to be uh political one way or the other it's just factual reporting and somehow mis- misinformation and unfactual reporting has become a, a a sort of conservative in America default right let me let me back you up with this okay this movie had a very high concentration on the on peer reviewed scientific analysis yeah multiple times they talk about is this peer reviewed is this peer reviewed is this peer reviewed which is how science works yeah is somebody comes up with a theory somebody comes up with a hypothesis somebody comes up with um their scientific method for something and then it is peer reviewed and this movie continually talks about peer review which is something that is not done politically correct and it's um you know it's it's something about the ease of access we have to information in general as as a society oh, i have a um, problem with that too i have a problem with liberal quote unquote liberal access to information mm-hmm. because peer reviewed documentation peer reviewed uh scientific articles are paid for you have to pay for the peer reviewed articles yeah. and i feel like they should all be public access i feel like it'd be a little bit better yeah um well i mean it's the reason that's the reason like stuff like um vaccine skepticism sort of transcends any political affiliation right right it's because we have so much access to um impure information um, you know, skewed information, misinformation, uh, and, and, and things of the like, um, uh, we have easier access to that through social media platforms and, 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 you know, they get amplified by being repeated and shared, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and so that causes, uh, people of, of all persuasions to sort of fall into a trap of, oh, well, I've heard this enough times. It has to be sort of true. Um, when, when you go back to like the origins of, of vaccine skepticism, you know, go back to, uh, Andrew Wakefield and his, you know, paper that he published that hadn't been peer reviewed, um, was eventually retracted by the, the publication that published it and his medical license was suspended, but his message got out there was amplified by by various celebrities and then on social media and and in the early 2000s and the 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 snowball effect of that 20 years later or 15 years later is that we have a global pandemic and nobody wants to take a fucking vaccine for it. Right. Right. I will also say I don't I don't like that this movie negatively portrays somebody on the autism spectrum 
because I'm trying to delicately approach the situation. All right. Obviously, the Steve Jobs character Mm -hmm. was an amalgamation of all of the tech giants that we have. Yes. And all of the tech giants we have, Steve Jobs, Mark Zuckerberg, I don't, I can't name any others off the top of my head because reasons. Bill Gates, Elon Musk. They're all on the autism spectrum in some set. Yeah, yeah, a lot of, a lot of, uh, smart people are, right? And, and say what you want about, about, you know. But I, I feel like, I feel like the character in the movie was a, uh, caricature of somebody on the autism spectrum. Uh, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. I just don't think that's out of character for the movie. I think everybody in the movie was a caricature of, of things. Right, but I feel like it was a negative caricature, and I I feel like it could have been done differently. Mm-hmm. Um, I did audibly, not to minimalize what I'm talking about, which I'm about to do, <laughs> um, I did audibly laugh out loud whenever they're doing the tech show at the very beginning of the movie Mm -hmm. and the little, the little girl says, can I say something? And he goes, no. Yeah. I did (laughs) laugh about that. (laughs) But yeah, no, getting back to it. I, I feel like it's a, I feel like it's a very negative as somebody that knows multiple people that are on the autism spectrum. I feel like it's a, it's a very negative perception of people on the autism spectrum. I agree with that. You know, surprisingly, one of the better representations of, of somebody on the autism spectrum, um, is in the power Rangers movie. Yeah. Um, I guess the new Billy, um, it was, is, is, is autistic. Um, but he, he, you know, he just introduces it. Matter of fact, he says, you know, hi, I'm Billy. I'm on the autism spectrum. If I seem weird, that's why. And then they just carry on. Yeah. But I feel like they did like, I feel like that was my one point with this movie is they villainized somebody on the, I feel like they could have done it in a different way. Yeah. No, I, I agree with that. Um, but I, I, I guess it's because he seems like really infantilized, right? Like it's he was there, and it was uh, like like a lot of his you know his tech and his ideas had merit, but the way that he seemed to sort of process the world and interact with with different people seemed over the top childlike. Yeah, I would agree with that. Like, it was kind of like, oh, I need, like, this happy thing in order to feel happy, but also there's this giant asteroid come or comet coming to us that, um, they, like, infantile, inf- infantize the money aspect of it. hmm And I feel like, I feel like Steve Jobs wouldn't necessarily have done that. Maybe Mark Zuckerberg would. 
but I, I realize that the character is an amalgamation of all of these tech giants that are all money-centric, like 100%. Uh, who's Amazon? Uh, I'm blanking. Jeff Bezos. Yeah, Jeff Bezos would 100% be like, oh, there's an asteroid coming to Earth that like could make me even more billions of dollars richer. Well, I'm a dragon, so of course I want this. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. I, uh, I feel like that was my one problem with the movie is that it felt Jeff Bezos doesn't feel like he's on the spectrum, he feels like he's just an asshole. Yeah, okay. And I, and I feel like in today's world, he is the, the danger to society. Yeah, he seems like a real-life Lex Luthor. Yeah. And bald and everything, right? Right. I mean, who the fuck takes Captain Kirk up into space and then interrupts him when he's talking about how amazing it was? Right. It's just mean. What a dick. Anyway, what you should take away from this is Jeff Bezos is an asshole. Yep. Good show. Good show. I don't know. I, I, at, the, at the end of the day, um, the movie ended how I wanted it to end. It started how I wanted it to start. I think the middle ground, like the mid-movie, was a little bit... Uh, it kind of dragged on just a, a smidge. But I think in a good way. Yeah, and well, I, you know, you that's know where I, I would say, that's where I say it's like almost a perfect movie. Like, began well, ended well. The mid was a little bit meh. But overall, like, did you watch The Big Short? Yeah, yeah, I watched that. That was a great movie. Was I think, great movie, I, yeah. Yeah, Adam McKay doing great job. Don't listen to the critics. I know you don't listen to this podcast, but, uh,. <laughs> I think you did a great job. Uh, yeah, no, I think, um, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, you know how, um, like my, one of my complaints about a lot of movies that we watch is that nothing really happened. Yeah. I think I've probably said that, you know, multiple times at this point about various movies. Um, and it, this movie, a lot happened. There were a bunch of different settings. Uh, different characters went on separate journeys and came back together. Um, you just you just had a lot going on. Um, so it's you know it it felt like it earned its two and a half hours running time. Um, you know every every scene was pretty packed with with uh, sort of subversive and witty dialogue. Um, I think overall it was a really, really good movie. And I, and we haven't really talked about a whole lot of, you know, plot specific things and, and, and we've glossed over a bunch of stuff, uh, but we've still managed to talk almost an hour about, uh, well, it's probably about 40 minutes about it. Um, cause there, there's a lot there and there's a lot to enjoy. And, and, and if you haven't seen it and you're still listening to us talk about it and, and then, then go watch it. There's, there's, there's way more to, to, to sort of dissect and talk about. Um, yeah, this was a cleverly created and crafted movie. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and if you have seen it and, and we didn't talk about something that you want to, uh, you wanted us to talk about, write us in, write a show, write a show. No, write a show. 
write an entire podcast about our podcast. That'd be That's great. That's right. <laughs> I'd listen to it. No, leave us a review. Talk about it on iTunes. Um, you know, uh, uh, you can you can find we're 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 sitting around in Discord. If you go find the Retro Warriors Discord, uh, we have a Cinema Oaks channel. You can go talk to us about it in there. Um, you know, any any of our listeners who who aren't in that Discord, come listen, come talk to us. We talk about shit all the time. Yeah. Uh, we'd love to hear your take on the movie. Um. So, and if you and again, if you haven't seen it, and you want to see it. It's on Netflix. Go fucking watch Netflix. Yeah. And um, I would, I would highly recommend it. it. I, again, like I usually say with like HBO stuff, it's not in itself worth a Netflix subscription, but there is a lot of stuff on Netflix. So if you have, what is it like? Not the HD HD Netflix is like what? $20 now almost. Yeah. It's something ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, I, it's UHD Netflix. I lowered my Netflix account because I don't care about UHD. Um, but yeah, it's worth like the fourteen ninety nine to watch it and then have a month of other stuff that you can watch. Like, it's good. It's good. It is good. good. Um, you got anything else to say about it? What are we watching next time? Next time we're watching The Batman. I'm probably going to go see it next week. See it sooner. I'm, I'm, dude, I'm so busy. <laughs> uh, no, I'm planning on going to see it Thursday. Um, hopefully we can get in to record sometime next week, but if you don't yeah. see it until late next week, then, you know, whatever is what it is. I'm trying to, I'm, I'm hoping to see it Monday next week. So nice. we can, st- so we can do a Tuesday recording, hopefully. That'll work for me. Um, cool. and if that works for you. To, uh, listen to us in a couple weeks we'll talk about the Batman thank you for joining us talk about this absurdly great movie um, and we will see you next time alright thanks everybody bye, bye.